Welcome to the Big Book Roundtable. In the Rico 12 family of recovery resources targeted at people from all backgrounds, faiths, and places dealing with addictions of all varieties, Rico 12 is also a resource for the loved ones of addicts. I am Justin B., a child of an all-powerful and all-loving God and a multidisciplinary addict living in the miraculous recovery that is promised in the Big Book of, of Alcoholics Anonymous and am blessed to be the moderator of this roundtable. I'm learning so much already, and it's a beautiful thing. I'm joined today by Nikki M, by Ashley S, and by David G, and we're excited to be here today and read and swim through the big book with you. Nikki, why don't you please introduce yourself and just give us another quick fun fact about yourself. Hi, I'm Nikki M, and I'm a grateful member of many beautiful fellowships. And as I always like to affirm, I am an intelligent agent of God's ever-advancing creation, a fun fact. Okay. Well, here's a really great fun fact. You know, I was away for two months recently. And during that time, I got a passport to another country. And if you want to know what it is, get to know me. That's a fun fact. Awesome. Love it, Nikki. All right, Ashley, your turn to introduce yourself with a fun fact. Thank you so much, Justin. So glad to be here. I'm Ashley S. from North Carolina. I'm a recovered sex addict and codependent. And I have a sobriety date of November 2nd, 2021, uh, kind of in a similar vein to what Nikki shared. Uh, I just thought, you know, as part of uh, recovery, I had never traveled uh, alone or like to do things by myself. But now going through this process, um, I went to Alaska and I had the time of my life. I went on a seven day cruise and that's something I never would have done, but it was one of the most beautiful experiences of my life. So thank you. Love it. Travel and recovery is way better than than anything else. Love it. All right, David, you're next with the same question. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you, Justin. Thank you, Nikki. Thank you, Ashley. David G. from Oklahoma, alcoholic addict of many sorts, recovery date of August 8th, 1994. Uh, just real quickly, I've, you know, I've been involved with doing a lot of studies over the years of the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. Recently, I've started doing a lot of uh, weekend retreats again, where we do from uh, Friday evening to Sunday morning, reviewing the first seven chapters of the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. Recently, I've been asked to come down to the El Paso area, and we're going to move into Mexico with the message of the big book and and look at some things there. <clears throat> I'm a Native American here in Oklahoma, and I like to do a series of uh, ceremonial sweat lodges and different things with the Native American. I've been invited to do that in the Mexico area. So what a fun fact that I get to go across the border and this time I get to come back. I won't be, I won't be staying for an extended length of time. There's a fun fact for sure. So thank you. Love it. You got some very interesting and really cool experiences happening because I'm going to give credit to recovery. Beautiful thing. All right. Um, I'll give a fun fact about myself. I'm Justin B. I'm a recovering addict to lust, food addict, um, living in the miracle of recovery. Uh, since June 19th of 2015. And a fun fact about me is that I am really short, but I love playing on the front lines in volleyball. I love trying to block people who are way taller than me and spike on them uh, when I can. So um, I have short man syndrome and good. There's a fun fact that means nothing about recovery, but uh, something about me. Good. Let's get into our big books. Everybody break them out, get your pen, pencil, highlighters, notes ready to go, because we're going to dive into, uh, continue into the preface on page Roman numeral 12, which is XII, and we're going to finish up the preface today. I'll go ahead and read those, and then we'll get to our discussion from our roundtable panelists. 
We'll pick up in the paragraph that starts in the third edition. In the third edition, part one, Pioneers of AA, was left unchanged. Nine of the stories in part two, They Stopped in Time, were carried over from the second edition. Eight new stories were added. In part three, they lost nearly all. Eight stories were retained. Five new ones were added. This fourth edition includes the 12 concepts for world service and revises the three sections of personal stories as follows. One new story has been added to part one, and two that originally appeared in part three have been repositioned there. Six stories have been deleted. Deleted. Six of the stories in part two have been carried over. Eleven new ones have been added and eleven taken out. Part three now includes twelve new stories. Eight were removed in addition to the two that were transferred to part one. All changes made over the years in the big book in the big book, AA members' fond nickname for this volume, have had the same purpose to represent the current membership of, of Alcoholics Anonymous more accurately and thereby to reach more alcoholics. If you have a drinking problem, we hope that you may pause in reading one of the 42 personal stories and think, yes, that happened to me. Or more important, yes, I felt like that. Or most important, yes, I believe this program can work for me too. Okay, once again, just like in the first reading, I as I started reading, I'm like thinking, what what is this other than a little bit of data? But uh, as I learned quickly in this last episode, there's a lot more in there than I than I read when I go over it briefly. So let's jump into this and have a, a discussion about it. Nikki, you're going to lead us off today. Tell us a little bit about your experience, strength, and hope and what you pull from that reading. Okay, well, what I've got from it, and it's like, I, I just was thinking how we, it says in the big book, we all have a role to play. So it's like, we're all kind of finding our niche here. So I can't wait to hear what all of you guys have to say. But I have 12 concepts. My line out says, learn, know, believe them. Because, you know, I've been here 11 years. It'll be 12 years. I'm not going anywhere. So I just like to round it up. And I don't know the 12 concepts, of course. I mean, I've, I'm still, like I said, I spent two and a half years locked up in COVID and didn't learn one word in French. I, but I do know the big book. I do know the big book. So not, not well, but I know, you know, I'm learning it. You, you keep learning this. So I have yet to learn the 12 concepts. And it's like, Nikki, don't worry. You're here for a lifetime. And I love here, of course, I've circled big book and then all my nicknames with it, the Bible for survival. I mean, you know, it's just, it's everything that I need. It's a nickname, but it really is instructions for how I live my life. You know, when I'm sponsoring, I'm like, you know, when you have a baby and they say, these babies don't come with instruction book. Well, if you burn your life into the ground and want to die, guess what? you get an instruction book called The Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. And then you can learn how to be reborn and live. And it says right here, it's purpose. You know, I I highlight certain words and it's like the current membership. I'm in a membership. What's the, you know, what's required of this membership? How do I rep? Sometimes I'm the only big book that people see on the street. And so it says, if you have a drinking problem, well, you know how I go through the book. I cross out DR and I just put everybody, if you're listening, put a TH over your DR because once that drinking problem's removed, my thinking as, as was said in another episode, sober, crazy. So the hope and we is always the big book people, the the people who've come before us, BBS, big book sponsors. They hope that I'm going to pause and say, yes, I believe 
you know, and believe is 100% without a doubt, I'm 100% convinced that this program, it's a program. I need to be reprogrammed. It's work. I have to do the work. It can work for me. And I put my name every, everywhere. Nikki M. It says NM. Those are my initials. I just, I just love, I'm so excited. We got a, we got a journey here, you guys. Awesome. Thanks, Nikki. Okay, Ashley. So uh, with those paragraphs, what is, what is, what are some of your experience, strength and hope? And what do you take out of that? Thank you, Justin. Um, I think the main thing that stands out to me is I see there's lots of changes in the book, but they're only in one place. They're in the stories. So the program of recovery, as we discussed in the last episode, which is the first 164 pages of the book are unchanged. And that's for a reason. Um, because that is where the message is. If I want to recover and wake up from being in the bondage of self, having um, a mind that leads me to act out. And when I act out, I can't control the amount that I act out. That's what I want recovery from. And that's why I need the first 164 pages. Um, But I really want to focus in on the last paragraph, because this is where the first set of directions come in in the book. Um, So it tells us, if you have a drinking problem, so I need to pause right there. Do I have a problem with lust and sex? Yes, I do, or I used to. Um, we hope that you may pause and reading one of the, the 42 personal stories and think. So here's the second thing. Yes, that happened to me. And my sponsor told me to relate to write relating above that. I need to make sure that as I'm going through these stories again, this book was written for and about me. Or more important, here's the third one. I've got connecting written above this. Do I connect to everything that's being shared here to the other members that are in the fellowship with me? Yes, I felt like that. There's another question. Or most important, yes, I believe this program can work for me too. And those are two very important questions that I need to ask myself before I continue to go through the rest of this book. And so my experience with that is absolutely, as I started reading this, I I knew without beyond a shadow of a doubt, that I've got a mind that can't process sex and a body that can't process reality. So I need this book. Thank you. Love it. Thank you. All right, uh, David, how about you? What What are some insights that you have and, and experience strength and hope you have from those paragraphs? Yeah, absolutely. Thank you, Justin. Thank you, Nikki. Thank you, Ashley. I love what she said. There's only one area that 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 retains intact, and that's the first 164 pages. Now I have to watch self, which is created out of a lot of thought. Because it'll tell me, well, this was taken away for a reason, that was taken away for a reason, this, this, this. And I can develop an attitude or a concept about this is, that's completely false. I can be closed-minded very easily here. So I want to continue to watch for that as I go along. <clears throat> the purpose, as Nikki talked about, the purpose of the book. And if you look at it closely, it says all changes made over the year in the big book. The fond nickname of this volume by AA members have had the same purpose. There's only one reason that it's there, to represent the current membership of AA more accurately. The membership, not the program. So we see the difference in the two. If you have a drinking problem, I want to look at that a little deeper than just a drinking problem, a lust problem, a sex problem. If that's your problem, just don't do that anymore. Shouldn't be any more problem, right? Should be done. But anytime that goes away, if you have another problem that shows up and it's mad and it's angry and it's upset and it's resentful and it's fearful and it leads you back to this acting out over and over and over, you may have a problem a little bit deeper than just drinking and acting out. 
So what we're going to do is we're going to find out as we look through these next couple of sentences and go deep into this, we're going to look at it in this way with the guys I work with anyhow. We hope that you may pause and read one of the 42 personal stories. I have them to write the text above that. Because as we move through the text, we're going to pause. We're going to look at this. We're going to ask ourselves a set of questions. And we're not going to allow our mind to answer the question, yes or no. Only our experience can answer this question. Now, I may not have had some of the experiences that are going to be related to here. But my mind says, no, David, you don't know. You better go ahead and do something here. Well, if I haven't had experience with that, I don't need to be sharing on that. So we're going to pause and ask ourselves questions during reading the text and think, yes, that's happened to me, not only about the drinking and this and that, but the beliefs, attitudes, and concepts and ideas that came way before the drink, way before the lust, way before the food, way before any of that are more important. Yes, I felt like that because it's that feeling that sets all of that up. If I take action based on a feeling, I'm going to have a result. If I'm not connected to spirit, that's not going to be a very good result. Most important, yes, I believe this program can work for me, too. And I ask my guys, you better be solid on this question right here, or we're not moving through the rest of this book. Do you believe this program, not the fellowship? We're not talking about going to meetings every night and doing what we do. That's a wonderful thing. But do you believe the program can work for you, too? And if they answer yes with that from their heart, they've taken step two right here came to believe that a power greater than self could restore me to sanity. That's what that question is asking me. Do I believe that the program that's a power greater than self can work for me too? And if you answer yes to this, by the time we get to step two, I'm going to bring you back to this and say, here we are. You took that right here. We're no longer talking about a belief. We're talking about being disconnected from power. Now all we've got to do is reconnect to power because your belief had already been established a long time ago. So that's my take on that. Thank you, Justin. Man, I, I love this. Digging into digging into these paragraph by paragraph, you know, uh, like I mentioned before, we, we went into these uh, the, the panels in this after reading. The first couple of paragraphs kind of put me to sleep, you know, but there's so much there. And especially when we got to that third paragraph, I, I missed it because I was kind of droning on into, into the details. And I love that you have been able to wake me up. Let's, I've got a few questions that I wrote down based on a little bit of what you shared um, in, in this. And I want to start with Nikki. Nikki, the concept of sober not being well. Recently, you talked about, hey, you know, somebody coming into the room who's 17 years picking up their chip and yet out of their minds insane. Talk to us about sober not being well and why it's important for us to to identify here with these questions. Is I felt like that and I'm, I'm, I need to get better. Okay, thank you. Wow, that's a complicated question. I had to pay attention. And what I've heard is that, well, this is this is a lifestyle is is what it is. And so it's like you're 17 years sober, and that's not what the book says that you're going to be miserable and want to die. It says that we're happy, joyous, and free. It talks about miracles in here. And and that's not just when when you're reading, you know, these stories too, you felt like that too. Have you felt those good times too? Not just the bad times. Like there's a lot in those stories that are that are encouraging and positive too near the end. So if you go back and reread them when you've been here for a while, that's a, another experience too to have. You're like, yep, that's me. Exactly. You know, in, in the in on page 428, when it says I was sober, 
six months. I love that. It's like you're sober six months. And then I have my sober, my, my sponsors cross out and put six years, six decades. And then what happens? It says I'm not getting any better. I contemplated suicide almost every day. My emotions swung between paralyzing despair and murderous rage sober. Often in the space of a single moment, I wasn't happy, joyous, or free. I was miserable and sick of it. And that's not what the book promises. That's not what this magic big book promises. So, I mean, I hope that answered your question. But what what I'm seeing here is that this is a life problem. I don't know how to live life sober. And that's, that's what this is about is, is, is a new lifestyle being completely reborn. Thank you, Nikki. Yeah. And if I can't live in this world sober, because I'm insane, I got to go deeper than that. And I believe this program can work for me too. I love that. Okay. Ashley, tell us a little bit about identification in here. You know, yes, this happened to me. Yes. I felt like this. Yes. I believe this program can work for me too. Why is it so important that I can identify with this in order for it to work for me? Well, thank you, Justin. That's a great question. I think that's where our experience, strength, and hope comes from. Um, You know, the book says we can win the confidence of someone generally in less than an hour. So, you know, if I'm not telling you my, my experience, you know, from what were the problems that I used to have, what, what exactly did I do when I got to this book and what is my life like now, then I mean, there's, that's probably not the person that I want to, I want to hear much from. Um, So it's really important for me um, to understand as I'm going through this book, you know, where are the areas that I relate to, because that offers hope for me. So I hope that answers your question. Thank you so much, Ashley. Yeah, absolutely. David, one of the words in in that last paragraph that, uh, well, gave me pause (laughs) and I wanted to dig a little bit deeper. And as you, as you talked about that was the word pause, pause is a powerful concept in recovery and in life. Talk to us a little bit about how pause works in your life. The power or the, the concept of pause works in your life as you work your recovery. Thank you, Justin. It has taken me a long time to learn to pause. Now I could take a break for a minute and, but that doesn't mean my head does. It wasn't until I had this experience that Nikki was talking about where I was relieved from the bondage of self, that I was able to sit quietly and contemplate things that went on. Page 87 is really what began the practice of that for me. When it says we pause, as we go throughout our day, we, you know, agitated or doubtful, we pause. For me, this is where I find the power is in the pause. And if I'm unable to do that, I don't need to beat myself up because I'm unable to do that. I just need to continue to try to pause as best I can. And one of the things it talks about also there on 87 is to be quick to see where religious people are right. So if I pause and I take a look at that, or it's not saying that they are right, it's asking me to see where they are right. So there's a big difference in that. The pause for me and going through this big book, And the way that I take people through it is I do do the sentence by sentence, the line by line. And we do pause and we do look. So you're learning and I'm learning the pause from the very beginning. That's not something we learn on down the road. We learn that in the beginning. So if I'm not doing that or if I'm not doing that with my sponsees, I think that I'm doing a big disservice there. I've very much learned how to pause now. And it's a uh, 
it's a wonderful thing to be able to do. It's saved not only me a lot of trouble, but a lot of other people in my life trouble as well. Now, there's times I fall short of that. Don't get me wrong. I catch it in the nightly review that I send out, and I'm able to correct that. <laughs> so the pause for me is a very, very big part of this. And, and each one of those questions that were asked there at the end of that, you know, has this happened to me? I should pause and ask myself that for sure. Not what happened to me as far as them drinking and getting thrown in jail and beating up people and all this kind of thing. I don't care about any of that. That's just a story. That's a narrative. But I want to pause and ask what happened to me? What was the belief that set this up for me to begin with? Here I begin to discover the self. I can pause and begin to look at this from an entirely different angle. So pause is something that's very important. And there again, I practice it from the very beginning of the book with the people I work with, not as we get to certain parts of it. So I hope that answers the question. Yeah, thank you for digging into that, David. Good stuff. And and that will be, I think, part of my takeaway. But let's let's jump into our takeaways from this. Thank you all for your shares, for your uh, insights, your your um, dissection, I guess, of those paragraphs that we read. Good stuff. Let's jump into the wrap up and what your takeaway and what your wrap up or what your thoughts are on this. Uh, Nikki, why don't you start off and share us a little bit about your takeaway from what we read and discussed today? All right. Well, again, more gratitude. I'm just so excited to learn because, you know, I, like I said, I didn't go line by line, front to cover. I've done it in and out, up and back, all kinds of different ways I've, I've learned this book. So I just want to say that there's not one way to learn the big book. That's my takeaway. I like to tell my sponsees, uh, there's no two fingerprints that are the same. There's no two programs that are the same. Supposedly, there's no two DNAs that are the same. Even twins don't have the same DNA. So everything is so individual relationship with the book, which leads us to the power, which ultimately I call God. So I'm just excited about this, this learning and growing because I'm just, I feel like I'm in my first day of pre-kindergarten. Love it. Awesome. Thank you, Nikki. I, I, I'm here drinking out of a fire hose myself and I appreciate it. Love it. Um, Ashley, your takeaway and wrap up here on this. Thank you, Justin. Um, I'll keep it very short, but I'm just listening to David and Nikki. The thing that came to me was just the title of the chapter. There is a solution. Um, I couldn't be more grateful that the first 164 pages were the solution for me, that it's not been um, changed in any way for the past 80 some years. And that, you know, I happy, joyous and free as a result of that. Thank you. Beautiful. Love it, Ashley. David, how about your takeaway? Well, I, I take away what these ladies have said as well. For me, there is only one way to recover. That is through the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous bar none. I'm drawn to page 58 of the big book. In just a few sentences, it tells me that there's two kinds of people that are not going to make it inside of the fellowships. They're going to die. And I never knew this. I read this all the time. I heard it read at meetings all the time. At the top of the page, it says, rarely have we seen a person fail who has thoroughly followed our path. Those that do not recover. And if we do not recover here, there's only one other option. We die. Here's the first class. The people that cannot, here's the second, those that will not. I cannot make that meeting every night. I cannot do those steps. I can do them all, but I can't do nine. And, you know, I understand that that cannot or will not sometimes applies to wet brains, but in most cases it doesn't. But those are the two kinds of people that are not going to make it in the program. They might make it in the fellowship, hang around, whatever it is, 
But when I take a person through this book, is to see him recover from the bondage of self, not from alcohol, drugs, lust, whatever it may be. So two kinds of people that aren't going to make it in this list right there in those first three or four sentences. I want to be very, very thorough in going through this book. For me, there is no other way. There's one way, and this is it. Thanks, Justin. Thank you, David. Thank you, Ashley. Thank you, Nikki. Good stuff. My quick takeaway is to start with the pr- principles of of pause, to start with the principles of connection with God, start with pr- the principles of direction, start with the principles of correction from the very beginning, um, rather than saying, oh, you know, that's a step four principle. We'll get there when we get there. No, let's start applying these things. Pause and think about it and start saying, okay, how can I apply this in my recovery today as I build on these things one day at a time? And that was my takeaway. Thank you so much for for everything you've done. Thank you for joining us, you listeners out there. Uh, Nikki, Ashley, David, great stuff. Now, everybody out there to learn more about RICO 12 and what we are doing and how you can support these, help support these projects, go to RICO12.com to learn more about any of the other projects that Ashley, David, Nikki are discussed here or anything else going on. Check out the links in the show notes of the podcast and get into the work and experience the miracles of recovery. Join us in the fellowship of the spirit and come trudge this adventurous and amazing road of happy destiny with us. Work it. You are worth it.